everyone, and we're live. You're tuning into Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin, and today I have a very interesting guest in the studio with me. I've read some articles about this particular guest of mine, and I think he's been introduced as Mr. Wong Kawai. So, uh, Brian, could you please introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, Brian Lim. Um, I have a day job as an art director in advertising, but I also make soul R&B music as Slowdown. Okay. So, could you explain the beginnings of okay we, we we shall put aside the 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 art director part of it first let's talk about the music part so could you please explain uh what are the beginnings of this particular career that you have at slowdown um so it started here you know uh most people probably don't know this it it really kick-started in the army okay i you know i've i've been writing music so first of all, like I don't know any music theory, right? Like mm. I, I write songs like melodies and yep. like lyrics and stuff. But I've been doing that like I don't know, since I was 13, 14. Yeah. Like, you know, but you know, we're in Singapore, like net I like I don't think of doing that for like, you know, like much less a career, like not even a hobby. You know what well, I mean? Like I, I mostly just wrote for myself. Um very few close friends. Also because, you know, we went to design school together. Like you, like most of my friends are designers. I didn't have any friends who were like in music as well. So I didn't really share any of the stuff that, that I was uh, writing as well. But, um, I'm actually trying to recall what was like the, you know, the catalyst that, that I think it was. So, um, you know, shout out to Wang, uh, Wang Wei Yang, you know, Mm -hmm. I think he goes by like W Y Huang now, you know, he, he was really the one that, so he used to be in a band called like Hentai Cat. I Wonderful. <laughs> like who, apparently they were like Singapore's one of the the most popular like I guess rock ish kind of yep. kind of bands here. Yep. Like you know, but then he like broke away and like did his own thing. You know, as a producer, and he was really the one that I guess was like, yo, yeah, sure, you know, come to the studio and and like you know, I've never been to like a a studio. You know, I wrote things in like yeah. my my macbook yeah and like that was it like, <laughs> like on no garage pad? band no <laughs> like, like yeah on, 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 no on on garage band yeah. and and um like i said i always wrote for myself and especially in the army i started writing more like, because mm. you know like just to like i guess get shit off my chest and stuff like that you know i was i wasn't in a great place yeah in, in the army you know mentally and stuff like that so there was just like more things to write because for me it's always been like more of a form of therapy as opposed to like something that I would ever think of like showing anyone mm-hmm. or like, you know, because yeah. I didn't know if I was good. I know that I don't know music, you know, the the theory and stuff yep. like that. Yep. So always, all this was just like for me. But, you know, oh, actually I remember. So, so there was like an open mic thing. Um, in the army? No, not in the army, but when I was in the army, but it was one of those weekends where I came out and yeah. there was like an open mic thing and I was like really fucking drunk and I, I went, you know, I went on it i think i went last or like no one wanted to go after me because <laughs> i i killed it apparently i don't really remember much of this yeah. but but that was actually when like you know i think people were like circulating this video of me uh, at the open mic and stuff i don't even have i haven't even seen like like mm. a video but um fox yeah. you know fox the so fox was the one that reached out to me on facebook you know like and this is like pre-slowdown pre every like you know so he like reached out to like me on facebook like brand him and he was like <laughs> yo dude like come to the studio and and lay some tracks uh, and i was wow. just like oh what do you mean like i've never done this before and 
you know, I was still in the army that time. So I was just like finding whatever reason, you know, on the weekends to like do shit. But, and like, honestly, I went because I just really wanted to know who was behind the mask yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was like early, like, yo, this was like 20, 2010s. Early, bro. Yeah. I was in the army. Like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, you know, two years after Bali and shit. Yeah. So this is way back. So, so I went there, you know, worked on a couple of things with Fox. Nothing really like worked out, but, but I think that gave me like my first taste of like, you know, being in the studio and like I guess doing this shit for real. But nothing really popped off like the the stuff that I made with Fox, I think, because I couldn't afford to pay him as well. And mm. and I was like super amateur at the time. You know, yep. he was definitely working with like, you know, way, way more experienced and way better like artists. So I was just like, you know, fuck it, you know, back to the army, like I gave it a shot, whatever. So Wang was actually the one where like I, I gave it a second shot. Mm. Like, cause some of my friends like sent I'm not sure if it was a demo even because I didn't even export any demos. I'm actually not sure how Wang came to know about like my stuff, but we have mutual friends. So maybe they, they told him that like, you know, I, I write music like yep. and stuff, but I didn't have anything out at the time. So yeah, Wang was like, um, hey man, like come come to the studio and, you know, lay some stuff out. And um, the stuff that we made like turned out to be, be my first EP, like, No yep. Man's, you yep. know, with him like producing everything and stuff. Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of the credit goes to him as well for helping me like find the that that sound. Yeah. Cause, you know, back then with with Fox, I guess I, I never really even had an idea of like what kind of artist I want to be. Cause it was like so naive and so yep. like, you know, yep. surface level. Yep. I was just like writing for myself. But but then when I was in the army, you know, I started writing, I was actually writing No Man's already. Like, as in what would turn out to be No Man's, you mm. know, like this, like, concept piece, which actually started out as a screenplay, not as a, mm. not, not, not as an album, you know. Yeah. But then, you know, I, I broke it down into, like, six songs and, you know, knowing that Wang, so what Wang does is when he went solo as Illis, you know, now, now he's known as W.Y. Wang, but when we, he first went solo as Illis, I was super amazed by, like, the kind of sound he was doing he was like basically sampling like traditional Chinese instruments mm. and like you know like lion dance yeah. like dragon dance kind of like instruments or like sounds but to make like hardcore like electronic shit so I was like it's a very real mix yeah, yeah like it's a you know but but then that gave me the idea so so when I was in the studio I was like okay dude you know this thing that you're doing with like I guess whatever genre that is electronic I don't even know if it's you know he's so like genre defined mm. like his shit but I was like, whatever that, you know, this sensibility of like taking Asian elements and sounds, are you able to like do that for, you know, so R&B, like take the same principles, but like make this shit sexy. So he was <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, let's give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, and No Man's was like the end product of that. Lah. So that was, you know, crazy, you know. Yeah. I still, you know, listen back to that like very fondly because like, you know, I feel like at that time it sounded really fresh because nothing was like it, like in terms of like, you know, um ktv samples and yeah. like like you know he literally went and bought like one of those um cds from boogie street like the the karaoke and like the whole project was sampled off that, that. is cool you know? yeah, so yeah. like r&b but with those samples it's just like different uh, you know yeah. even now when i listen back that's why now when i'm working less with him i always try and challenge myself to at least get to that level in my own way of of maybe not like the technical proficiency because mm-hmm. i'll never be like that good like musically but at least like a fresh take on the genre that I, I feel like is uniquely mine. Yeah. If that makes sense. 
Yeah. So you you touched on uh, about trying to find your own sound. Yeah. How do you conceive of that particular question right now? Like in twenty twenty one, after you've put out, uh, you've you've done a couple of shows, you've gotten a couple of features and collabs, as well as you've produced a lot of music. How yeah. do you conceive of that particular question right now? What do you think of? Like my sound? Yeah. Um, I think the principle still stays, you know, like, like, but then, you know, I guess what I'm doing now is finding different ways to execute around that same principle. But to me always, you know, and I guess that was why I never put out anything that I did with, you know, pre-Wang mm. because maybe that stuff, you know, and it's very funny. Like I was clearing out my, my old files and shit. So I actually heard like a lot of my oh. like old demos and the ideas in there weren't bad, like, you know, the the melodies and the lyrics and stuff. But I guess my issue back then was it just sounds like the the this kind of, you know, soul and R&B that I like and listen to, which is fine. But there's already so much of that out there by people who are doing it way better, you know. And, 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 and in many ways, I see myself, you know, in this genre as a tourist, you know, culturally, like, because, you know, say what you want. It is a, a black genre. Mm. You know, it came from, you know, black culture. So, R&B? Yeah, R&B. So, you know, and, and you know, with the roots in jazz. So, I'm always first and foremost a fan and a tourist mm. in the culture, right? So, I, I I guess I didn't feel comfortable, like, putting stuff out that is just exactly like that. You know, I, I, I wanted something that if I would have ever put anything out, then it has to at least have my unique you know, mm. fingerprint or whatever on it. Yep. But what was that at the time? I didn't know. So Wang really helped me like unlock that. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'll tap into my own culture. This is some shit that only I can do. You know, mm. the Wong Kar Wai samples, the, the shit that I like from, you know, outside of black culture. Because I grew up listening to, you know, mostly hip hop and R&B. So musically, my influences were, you know, mostly like black uh, artists. But to just like hop on that shit and just rip it without... It's like a replica. Yeah, you know, there's no... So, so now more and more in different ways, you know, Wang was the first example, you know, the project that we worked on with all the karaoke samples because I was going a lot, you know, to like having, spending a lot of like late, you know, Rabak <laughs> fucking nights at, at KTVZ. Yeah, I was going yeah. through some shit like, you know, yeah. like, like, but so. It's personal. Yeah. So back then that made sense for, but now I'm finding different ways to, you know, try and bring in other things that, you know, I'm into or for my culture that, that still tie with the same principle so for example like i'm releasing an album later this this year yeah. um it's done it's actually no man's two but Ooh. i'm doing most of it on my own now wang mm -hmm. wang has like involvement in like uh, one or two tracks but mostly you know and this time around you know the, the 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 thing about no man's was it was all like these karaoke like ktv samples and stuff no man's two i'm sampling the score and like the soundtrack of in the mood for love what is that? Like the 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 various songs uh, and and sounds in in the Wong Kar Wai movie mm. in the Mood for Love. So I'm actually sampling from you know the the soundtracks or like the movie itself even or like the score for for this this installation of. But yep. you can see it's still the same idea of trying to draw from you know both sides of like my my influences and inspirations and trying to like make it one thing. Yep. But it's just like a different way to do it now. So yeah. so let's let's touch on um your early influences. What were you listening to? And I'm just particularly curious to know what was the climate of things uh, in in your surroundings when you want to venture not just into music but into creative stuff. You talked about going to the arts because I think I've heard this a couple of times myself that 
I think the the notion when it comes to anything creative is that it's very difficult to find a job. It's very difficult to find stability. I think yeah. you've heard some some uh, abstract notion of that particular thought. So I'm just curious to know uh, what were your early influences? Like I guess music, creativity, art, and what did you face any uh any pushback when you wanted to pursue, let's say, the arts, or when you wanted to study the arts, or when you wanted to pursue music? Um, I mean, I'm sure you know. Like okay, so so in terms of like influences first, like you know musically, like I I grew up listening to, you know, like I would say now like you know, the 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 biggest like maybe influences is the wrong word because like I don't know how much of of you know their stuff I'm trying to sound like, but yeah. but I listen to so much of it that you know they are the reason why I want to do it. You know, like like um, D'Angelo. You know the, the I had like I used to buy like all the old like Usher CDs. You mm-hmm. know, Usher. Um, you know we, but it, it's funny because I actually I actually listen to more hip hop first before I got into R and B. What's like, what's, what's a, okay? In your opinion, what's the difference between hip hop and R and B? Like I, I mean, like rap lah. Like, gotcha. Like you know, like like because you know the the scene especially back then. Like because I feel like. It's, it's pretty popular now now here, but as a kid growing up, I would say even all the way until I was like, set, even in Bali, you know, I didn't really have friends around me that listened to the same things because I, I felt I feel like maybe it wasn't that popular. It there. was like the emo rock days. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I actually only found, you know, friends who like listen to the same kind of music as I do when I went into advertising and, and started making friends with people who are in their 30s because actually this shit was popping when hmm. they were, so it's actually these like, back then you know when i was like 18 19 and i'm yeah. hanging out with like 30 years then we could like talk like you know like oh gangstar like yeah, you know, yeah. the old like 90s like yeah. hip-hop shit like wu-tang because people my age weren't really listening to that yeah. so so it took me a while to like find friends who who listen to the same shit well there but, very little exposure uh do you, do you, like if if we were to talk about things let's say a decade or two ago it's mostly on mtv whatever you see on tv i guess you read about magazines if you don't have someone let's say older to hook you up with you might that that whole genre of music might just pass you by but the thing is you know those things were still popular on mtv like you mm. know i remember nelly was still all day on on, on mtv <laughs> jay-z was still but yeah. but what was cool in singapore was like you said you know the emo and like the the more like i don't really know what you know like like Incubus and like you know my, that, that, my chemical romance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that was yeah. like I, but I'm sure you know globally hip hop like even those ninety gems you know it was popular in the states it was but but it just wasn't like the cool thing here I guess Mm-mm. at at that time yep. you know so it wasn't really a lack of exposure thing because for me I still was able to see like a lot of the shit that I wanted to see on MTV you know there was no shortage of like the you know the the old Jay Z videos oh, like yeah. you know Chingy yeah Nelly, Chingy. <laughs> like like you know and all the Usher joints yeah like, you know so so but you have to catch it though yeah you have to actually and, catch and no it, one yeah. else would want to see it with you because that's the only shit that like you know yeah. like like I remember watching like uh that fucking what's that Cameron freestyling at uh like. In the basement, like counting money when he freestyled in like the house, like yo, that shit is crazy, you know. Yeah. But like, no one else was like, they were just like, oh yeah, what? Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, like yeah. like that shit was crazy to me. Like, so yeah, I, I don't think it was a lack of exposure. It was more like maybe I gravitated to something that was maybe not just not that popular amongst people my age group back then. Uh, but yeah. it left from from what it sounds like, it left a pretty strong impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I still can't really explain it, but 
it was too and it's very funny because it's you know like in terms of like the 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 chronology of of like the evolution of like that sound right you know you went from like jazz to like you know funk soul disco mm. and then you know soul r&b and then you know motherfuckers started rapping and that's how it became hip-hop but i actually discovered it like in reverse you know like like i i was listening to like rap first mm. and it was actually the old kanye shit that made me discover soul music do you remember which song or yeah, which no, album? The, the, the college dropout and like because <sighs> okay. because all his beats were sampling soul samples yep. you know like yep. but yep. at the time i was like i mean i didn't really know what what a sample is you know like, i thought like these were just like the beats that they yep. like, I guess played out. Yep. Or so so the moment I knew it was sample, I was like, oh shit. So what are these songs that he sampled? And that's actually how I stumbled upon like, you know, this like, is a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, like what's that Kanye song? Like Spaceship? Is it Spaceship where he like he had that Marvin Gaye sample, like um, which samples I think Distant Lover by Marvin Gaye. So when I looked up the sample, that was like my first taste of like Marvin Gaye. And to me, that that's still my favorite Marvin Gaye song, like Distant Lover. But that's how I entered like, you know, that realm of like, you know, Marvin, like D'Angelo and yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's funny that it's kind of just like reverse to, you know, how the, the genre actually progress. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on the second part of that question, um, did you face any particular pushback when you wanted, or was it even a conscious decision that, to, to pursue something in, in the arts, like a career? Uh, yeah, for sure, you know? And and obviously at the start, my parents, I think the same as, you know, most parents here would be at the start, they would just be like, huh, are you sure? You know, that kind of shit. Because like, I actually did, you know, no flex, but like, I guess I, I did really <laughs> well for my old levels. Gotcha. So like, the, the the top schools were like on, on the cards, uh, but I was just like, uh, I want to go to poly because I've always been like a drawing ass motherfucker. You yeah, know, like yeah. I was always like drawing before I knew what art or like design was. I was just like drawing all the time. Like, like even in, in school, you know, when the, the exams were done, like I would draw like <laughs> sneakers, you know, and shit on yeah. like the, the, but like, like, I didn't know I'm trying to be creative or like what, yeah. like I was just, I'm just drawing shit. Like. So, you know, the, the idea of, you know, ha just having been done with like O levels and like, you know, studying and shit, like, you know, academics, and yeah. just having to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, nah, bro. You know, like, like, yeah. so obviously at first my parents were like, but I think they started to see like, you know, that, oh, you can actually make pretty good money in advertising when I started, you know, going out there to like, make, I mean, they're still kind of eh on the music thing, mm. but, but, you know, like, and, and truth be told, I'm not making money off of music. You know, if anything, I'm losing money. It costs money to make make this shit. And, yep. you know, my streams are not enough to like. But but for me at this point, I'm at a point where I would say I'm pretty jaded in, in advertising. You know, okay. but but okay. but I know that that's the only way I can get like this you can amount sustain of, the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this kind of money, you know. Like yeah. so, you know, I kind of like, you know, grip my teeth like you know advertising like the day job and use that money to pay for the stuff that makes me happy which is yeah music and i don't mean music just as in like making the music but you know it also comes with like i make all my visuals as well mm. and i like doing that you know as opposed to like for a client in yeah. advertising you know so that's just really like more like a job to me now but that ideally i would love to like let go of you know but the advertising yeah but until i can find like you know like if i can make you know, the same amount of money doing like cover art or mm -hmm. like whatever for like other people and shit. Yeah. Sure, you know, but at the moment, no lah. So. How long <laughs> did it take for you to find this particular balance that you realized that you needed this particular 
advertising uh, career to sustain the music. Were there ever a point in time where you wish that you wanted to drop the advertising and just focus on music full time? All the time, but <laughs> it's just, you know, looking at, like like I say, I don't make anything for music, you mm. know? So it's just not even something I consider because it just it's just not realistic. I'm like, I mean, and the only reason I'm able, so I moved to New York because I wanted to do music there, but the only reason I'm allowed to stay in New York is because of advertising, yeah. you know? So, so it, you can't I at the moment I can't have one without the other. Mm. You know what I mean? Like because I need my employment there and I went to school there for, you know, like advertising and shit so that I can do music there. Yeah. You know? Was yeah. it as planned out as 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 you mentioned or were you figuring it out? Or you all was it like you wanted to do music and it seemed like the only path was to go to New York to study and to work there? Um How, but I'm just curious about the particular journey. Like what Right. Yeah. So actually, no, not really. New York was, you know, I think regardless of, or maybe because of what my interests, you know, where my interests lie, like in, in like, you know, design, art, music kind of shit. Like even as a kid, like even before I knew I was going to be in advertising or even doing music, like I just always was like, damn, it'd be cool to one day live in New York just because so much of the, the things that I enjoy came from there, right? Like from, and, you know, from, like, a, a bunch of different, like, kind of things, like, like you know, in, in like, comic books, for example, yeah. Spider-Man is from New York. Yeah. You know, like, I used to read, like, the, like whoa, this place is cool. Like, but then, you know, music, like, you know, Wu-Tang, yep. Jay-Z, like, all that shit, like, you know, like, the first, like, Black Star album, like, that shit was, you know, like, all these things came from New York as well. So, it just, and then, and then when I got into advertising, it's like, <laughs> the mecca of advertising is also New York. Yeah. So, it's like, all roads just led yeah, you know the 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 New York, but but of course, growing up here, I never thought that it would be possible, like, Cause like, you know, it's like such a it's like a it's like a fancy like a pipe kind dream. of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pipe dream exactly. But I was actually working here in advertising for like a year after mm. army. Yep, and like I got so fucking jaded that I was just like, yo, you know, what? I'm gonna just quit my job and drop everything and like try to go to New York. When you say jaded, could you uh? Explain what you mean by that word. What 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 were you feeling at that time? Just you know, like after a year of like you know slogging away in advertising, I was just like, "Yo, I got all these savings, mm. but I barely have a life outside of the agency." The lucky thing was I was working with all my good friends, you know. So, That's so that, that that made it. That's like, a saving grace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I don't like the fucking shit that I'm doing, like. You know, I'm not proud of any of the work that I, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm learning skills, thankfully, and I'm learning it from my friends, thankfully. But, like, damn, like, how much more of this can I do? <laughs> yeah, it's only like, one year, right? You were saying. Yeah, yeah, and it, was only, <laughs> and it was only, like, a year. Yeah, exactly. It was only a year, yeah. you know, out, out of army. And I was already, like, oh, dude, fuck. Yeah. You know? So, so it was kind of, like, it wasn't, like, I've been plotting to go to New York my whole life. You know, it was always just, but, but like, when I quit, I was just like, yo, shit. Like, let me just, you know, like, Look up try tickets. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wanted to just move there straight for work, you know, but mm. but because I don't have a degree, you, as a foreigner, you can't get a job there if you don't have a degree. Oh, that's interesting. That's why I went to SVA because it was the only school that I could get a degree within two years. You know, everything else was like four years yeah, or like yeah. whatever the fuck. So I was just like, that's too fucking expensive. You know, I need like the quickest, yeah. you know, shortest thing and then boom. 
and you know school is easy like because i've been doing advertising for real you know already like so you know breeze through that spend most of the time there just like you know making music and meeting people who make music and shit and yeah that's that's how that's how it happened so what drove you to take on this particular challenge because from what it sounds like to me it's uh it's an uphill battle yeah yeah i mean well that that depends right uh um it's an uphill battle if your idea of success is you know as a musician to be like you know to do like you know drake numbers or like kendrick numbers or like but like right now i'm actually at a place where i'm very like you know i i'm happy if this is the level of my quote-unquote like commercial music success which is honestly not a lot like i say it's not even enough to pay rent because you know the advertising money is good obviously one day i would love to not like you know depend on that for but but you know i i i never went into it with like the the pressure of like or like you know setting the expectation for myself where like yo i need to blow up i need to be on billboard or like times square to feel yep. like i made it because yeah. to me like i'm a kid from Alkang, you know what i mean <laughs> the fact that the fact that i've done like <laughs> small sold out shows yeah. in Manhattan and Brooklyn like you know 50 people like 80 people yeah. sold out like I, I've i done it do you like, think it's you about know? keeping the, the macro perspective like it's I would imagine because of what you quote unquote gave up to actually uh, be, be, be present in New York you would some, some individuals might be uh, swayed to, as you say, make those numbers, like to to actually be a successful musician because of what they give up. But from what it sounds I like- I mean, it's I like, would love to. Of course. Of course, you yeah. know, I would love to, but but it's not the driving force behind like, you know, take it back to like, you know, what I was saying earlier. Like I, ne I never even expected anything that I wrote like music wise to go out into the world, you know? I was writing mm. all that shit as like therapy, especially in the army because- like, you know, and, and even my closest friends in, in like Singapore never heard anything that I, because I just never, sh it's personal. Yeah. yeah. And then like, it was never meant for any audience, <laughs> you know? So, so the fact that, you know, like how, like, I think I have about like 20,000 monthly listeners now on Spotify. Like yeah. it's not a lot. It's not enough to pay the bills, but that's crazy mm. for me, you know, like, like obviously, you know, I would much rather that number be like 2 million, but but that's not the thing that, you know, brings me fulfillment. Nah. Like, like, that's not why I do it. Like, like, even if the number was like four monthly listeners, I would still be doing what I'm doing because I make this music shit because I need to. Back then it was like, I need it because like, I need to get shit off my chest, blah, blah. Now still, but now I also need it because it's the only thing that gives me fulfillment outside of my day job. Mm. You know what I mean? Like creative fulfillment. Yeah. So, so regardless of what the numbers are, if they go down, if they go up, like I will still, I will still be doing it, you know, like even if no one is listening. Yeah. So that's why like whoever is listening, I'm already like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to expand on this idea of creative fulfillment. Uh, has this particular notion of it, has it changed throughout your journey? Uh, being a kid from Algang, going to New York, uh, working in advertising, going to school over there and trying to double up and pr producing music and networking over there. Has it changed along the way? Definitely. Like, I would say I had a very naive idea of creative fulfillment, you know, especially when I, when I first got into advertising, it was all about like, oh, awards, 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 you know, like, 
I drank the advertising Kool-Aid, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, 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 I was like, like, I, I guess, you know, I, I had this very naive, like, idealistic, like, you know, perspective on, like, the industry, which is why I moved from graphic design into advertising. But what, what's, what's the difference? Um, shit. I mean, you know, graphic design, I would say is, is, you know, both are like, you know, using similar skills to communicate something, right? But I would say graphic design, there's less of an impetus to like sell some shit. Ah, so it's a little bit more artistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course there's still clients on both sides, but, but I think, there's never not a client in advertising, I think, you know. It's fair but, enough. But yeah. but design, at least, like, like when I do my cover art, it's still graphic design, mm. but there's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, of course, like, you know, the, the, the lines are blurred, like, and of course there's like, like overlaps and shit, but, but, you know, the older I get, like, you know, starting to understand like how, you know, corporations and like capitalism yeah. works, like, yeah. it's just like, damn, I don't want to, <laughs> put my blood sweat and tears into like you know making this fucking like ceo and you know fucking like whoever like rich where it's like that you know like i would rather not do that lah you know and and you know i i also have completely like rid myself of like you know any motivation or desire for like you know advertising awards as well like you know i i yeah like it's, it's really a job to me now. La. Yeah. Like, you know, back then, like, creative fulfillment was like, because, you know, back then, that was my main thing, right? So, yeah. like, the creative fulfillment is like, you know, oh, yeah, let's get a fucking pencil here. <laughs> let's get a pencil there. The pencil's the award, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Like, the awards. I mean, now I still need it and I still went for it because I needed it to get employed yeah. at, you know, good. So, like, you know, in my uh, my final year of school in New York, I still, I like, went for it. But, the, the the mindset was different. You know, I knew the game now. Like, I'm doing it with the angle, which is not the award. The award was no longer the angle. Yeah. You know, the award was like a means to like secure employment and like my life in New York. But I guess, you know, back then, especially in poly, I was like so hung on, like, on that shit. Like, like, I didn't really care about grades. You know, my, my grades in school actually in, in, in domestic poly were, were not great. But mm. I had all the, you know, like the DNA, like the pro bars yeah. and whatever. Because I was like, yo, fuck school, you know. <laughs> you know, not that I think school is any more important now, but like, I would, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like. S- same sentiments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, I, I just, yeah. Like, so I would say in that sense, it has changed. Uh, and, and, and maybe in some ways, you know, it has gotten more selfish. Selfish in a way where it's, as in like, creative fulfillment out, you know, is, is tied to more of like protecting my like peace and like my, my like happiness, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm curious to know if you, cause it seems like you were, you, you were on track for a certain path until you realized that perhaps that path, you, you can't really envision the, f- the future of it. So I'm curious to know what diverted your attention away from that and showed you perhaps a more macro look or what, was it something you read? Was it someone who's, who said something no, to you? No, I think it's yeah. just life uh, in growing up. Okay. And just realizing, you know, like, and then, you know, like, 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 I think, you know, in, in, in Singapore, it's a bit more sheltered, you mm. know, so, so, so there were a lot of things, I guess, like, you know, world issues and, and shit that, you know, other people were going through that, that I was, you know, not aware of, like, like, I just haven't seen enough of the world or like, you know, life, like, because life in Singapore is, is comfortable. I'm not saying yeah. it's comfortable for everyone, but 
I can very confident say confidently say that even the 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 less fortunate people or like you know less well-to-do people in Singapore still lead you know a way more comfortable life than the less fortunate or like you know less well-to-do people in like other countries like you know what I mean so 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 because you know the thing about Singapore that's so great that you know I that I took for granted it's just like you know the stability and the security mm. and and you know I'm sure you know sure everyone has like gripes about like there's things can always be better things can always always be better everything can always be better but it's like you know going to like see the world and shit and seeing like what what you know some people are going through and it's like it's just you know you you reassess what's what's important to you like. and I think I think you know also like loss does that as well like you know losing people who mm. are you know like in whatever form like, when that you lose people in like it always just like you know the the more of that that happens of of course the shittier it gets right but, yeah but the more often it happens also then the more you you start to like you know reassess things and like relook at things or maybe some people don't need it but i needed it you know because like i i let a very like i was super like one track mind and yeah. like but, you know in singapore everything is like every like so much of like the the idea of 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 success is is based on like you know like achievement status like like you know in, in singapore because mm. Because there's very few other things we need to worry about, like human rights shit or like even like, you know, your living conditions mm. or whatever. So so everything, our happiness is always geared towards like achieving, achieving for, for like most, you know, like like in, in general, I would say more so than other countries. Yeah. Again, you know, I don't want to like discount or this is not a reductive statement to like say like there's no, you know, there's still shit going on here. But, but in general, I think, you know, survival is less of a, Mm. Uh, you know, like thing on on people's minds, like yep, it's yep. more of success versus survival. You know what I mean? It's almost like a, it's almost like an expectation. Yeah, like, I don't want to expedite myself. I just like, you know, like <laughs> I, I like I, I don't want to say some shit that you know, like I'm trying to get my visa, go, but like you, you know, what I'm trying to say like it's yeah. it's you know like so when you just see things and you see how how like just you know some life shit really is for like other people, you're just like, damn, you know, like. You have the the privilege of not having to worry about some of these things that these motherfuckers day to day without a choice have to worry about. Yeah. So do you really want to do, you know, use that, you know, this, this, the, the privilege of like whatever, you know, comforts or whatever that you have or like talent or whatever, you know, people say this shit like talent or whatever. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, and like the resources that you have yep. to, to use it on some shit that's like, you know, like, with that in mind, you know, why the fuck would I want to, you know, bleed dry my, like, creative fulfillment or whatever, like, no, my creativity or whatever to, like, sell a shampoo for this fucking company <laughs> or, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll be fine. The ad doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'll give them a 6. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, the shampoo I mean? will still sell. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. Do you think we could all benefit from a little perspective? Yeah, for sure, for sure bro. <laughs> For sure, yeah, for sure. But you know? do do you feel so? Let's 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 theoretically think. Like, do you feel you could have attained this particular perspective if you hadn't moved to New York? Uh I mean, or was that crucial in in it's, your it's, growth? It's hard to say, right? Like, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just part of growing up. And you know, even if I didn't leave, I would have come to these conclusions. I, I, you know, I, I can't say for sure, la, But, but, you know. 
Yeah, I, 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 I really don't know. You know, like I, I do think that you know, as as social media becomes, you know, more and more like widespread and and all that, it it is easier to like understand and get information about you know, what what's going on yep. elsewhere, right? Like like so, so maybe you know, even if I didn't leave, you know, with just the way social media has been like evolving, I I maybe would have gotten to 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 the same conclusions, but. But who knows, lah? You yeah. know, who knows? Because at the end of the day, seeing some shit to a screen is different yep. from like you know seeing like a motherfucker going through that like in, in front person, of yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so yeah. So what is what is uh, moving abroad and living working in a New York? What has it taught you about uh, the meaning of home? Foof. <sighs> Damn, I might need a moment for this. <laughs> Take another swig. <laughs> Uh, damn. Uh, not trying to cop out, but I really don't know. I mm. I don't think I have an answer to that yet. You know, like maybe maybe that is something I'm I'm still figuring out myself. You know, I think it would be yeah, it would be a mistake to 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 try and like come up with something on the spot mm. that doesn't you know truly reflect where like I I I don't know. I can know? respect that. Yeah. So yeah. To the the parallel to the question I have is. What has it, or how has it informed your identity then? Because you you went there uh, pursuing, I guess, advertising in a sense, while trying to to nurture this musical side of you. And right now, it seems to be like a almost like an equilibrium. You you acknowledge that you needed this, or you need this uh, particular commercial side to to to, to balance it. So, mm-hmm. what has it informed about your identity? I think I actually think none of that has anything to do with my identity mm. because I I I don't think as much as even though sometimes I lapse into it mentally but I I try to remind myself that my identity is not tied to my skill set or like my crafts or like or like what I do you know so in a way if you ask me now like why is my identity I Again, I don't have a solid answer mm. for you, but I can I can definitely say that it it's not tied to you know like 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 I'm not a musician mm-hmm. I'm not a, that like I'm just a dude who like you know <laughs> like likes fly shit and like does a bit of you know but like but like what is my identity I you know I I I don't know so like, it's still a work in progress yeah yeah I would say and 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 maybe we never really know right like mm. you know like like maybe it's all a work in progress until until the day we die like, because you know that's just life like, you know what I mean like like and I don't mean that in like a morbid way I just mm. mean I just mean that as in like you know like like think about it like when you're growing up and you know I mean I don't know how your relationship with your parents are but you know maybe sometimes we're like oh damn like you know Wow, parents like that. Wow, but 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 then then like the closer you get to the age, you realize like, you think they knew what they were, what the <laughs> fuck they were doing, you know? Like everyone's just kind of like winging it until like the coffin closes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like like, and you know maybe maybe the the one takeaway is just like we'll never we'll never truly figure it out, like, You know, like doesn't stop me from trying obviously i'm still trying to you know figure it out whatever the fuck that is but but like you know the i, I think the older that i get you know closer i get to my parents age or even some of my friends who are like older i start to you know maybe maybe the important thing is just you know not to stop trying to figure it out because then then you will no longer take things in 
you know, you still always trying to figure, but like, don't, <laughs> you know, don't bet on ever figuring it out. Like, I guess the human condition <laughs> is to always try to categorize things and to always try to peg an answer to these uh, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. You know, and like, I, I, I feel like sometimes that just does a disservice to you know like like because that just means like putting a wrong answer as opposed to you know not answering it like, I mean like Singaporeans do love answers yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they love they love a lot of fucking questions well. yeah you know I, I don't mean, think like, me too la. like I'm not you know I don't think we like questions as much as loving a good answer without any nuance <laughs> I will not co-sign that, that statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you you talked about talent. Uh, you, you touched on talent. I'm just curious to know your perspective on it. Like what do you what do you envision or what do you see uh when the word talent is, is presented to you? Or did, did did you ever feel that because creativity, the the notion of anything creative or anything in the arts the narrative or, or the main narrative is closely tied to talent. You are talented, therefore you are good at this. You are talented, therefore you can excel in the arts. I want to know what is your perspective on it because you said that you uh, you, you, you you like drawing and then I guess that led you to wanting to pursue uh, a visual comms diploma and SVA advertising all that. Subsequently, same for your music uh, career. You had an interest in, in the influences and things you were consuming. You had no theoretical musical background but you just pursued it so i want to know your your perspective on talent i think so i i, I think my my personal opinion is that i guess talent is like overrated because okay. talent alone is very cliche right? people say oh you've got talent but you don't work hard you know but like that's true uh, you know but and also it's not just the working hard you know like people like you you could have talent and work hard as fuck but maybe if you're like working for the wrong things then you know, yeah. like, like, I mean, like, you know, I like who's to say, right? Like, we we can't, like, none of us can ever like judge or like place like a weight on like another person's whatever like fulfills them. You know, mm. like, 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 if doing some scumbag shit is is you know your then hey, you know, I like you know what what do I know about that? Yeah. You know, you know. So, but but I mean, talent is overrated as in obviously having it like whatever it is right like like it's is good but but i think you know the 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 notion that oh if you are not talented then you won't succeed is is kind of because so so to me to me is it's not so much about you know because i feel like we always speak about talent in like a black and white thing oh this guy is talented this guy yep. is not talented this guy i think it's more about maybe this person is more talented in this thing and this person is more talented in some other things or less than, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, I grew up and like, like real shit again, like no facts, but as a kid, like growing up, a lot of like adults were like, oh, this guy's very talented. Like, you know, it's like, like, you know, from the art shit, like as a kid, like even in secondary school and then like, like, you know, so funny story, like in, when I was in secondary school, I like, landed myself in the midst of this like music production like composing Whoa. competition okay okay yeah I wasn't there for that but I like landed in there and I was just like oh sure I'll do it yeah and like everyone in there had like 
musical background they had like keyboards and they're playing like you know the i still remember the brief was to like compose a, a like 30 second or 60 second music piece on garage band <laughs> to the team called hope blah <laughs> so you know and the motherfucker gives me the keyboard also because obviously he thinks i know yeah you know like, music yeah. and i didn't uh. yeah so i just made my piece by literally like drawing out the bars and like playing by ear and whatever yeah and the kind of, i was just like I can't remember why why I was in that room, but I think I was there to avoid trouble. I was escaping from something else. Sure. So I just landed there. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm here for the competition. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I won. What? <laughs> like, but, and and then people can, like, you know, you're there, like, like, okay, maybe that means I'm like, talented in one or two things. I can't cook for shit. <laughs> I, I can barely fucking ride a bike. Yeah. You know, and my hand I caught it like you know what I mean. So it like it just depends on what how you look at it, right? Right. Like if if someone has never seen me do like art or like music or whatever fuck, and they just maybe see me like day to day in the house, they're like, "Yo, this dude is a <laughs> fucking like is idiot." Still, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like so you know, like 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 you know, I I live with a, a housemate in so you know I live with like three. I have three housemates in New York and we all met in like design school, uh, yeah. you know? And like, you know, one of them, I'm not saying he's a bad design, he's, he's a good design, but, but it's, you know, probably comes from practice and hard work, whatever, but I don't think anyone's ever been like, you know, Yo, you're a talented designer. He's, you know, mm. like, like, but he's good. But what motherfuckers don't know is this guy is a God level talent as a chef, but because he only cooks for himself, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like, I feel like this talent thing is very, like, you know, people make it way more black and white than it is, you know? Like, 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 I don't know. It's, you know, obviously it helps if you- if It you, helps headlines. If you, yeah, it, it yeah. helps. But, but, you know, I think, you know, the rest of the shit, like hard work, doing your homework, you know, learning about stuff, like all that, like, can take you to the same level or if, you know, like, obviously if, if the people who have talents in those areas, Put in the same amount of work, obviously they'll they'll reach a level that you won't reach. But but just because you cannot reach that that like elite level doesn't mean you can't do it or you're not successful at it. You know what I mean? Like not everyone is fucking Lionel Messi and Ronaldo, you know what I mean? <laughs> like like he, he still has to have a team. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> will you say like the, the the fucking footballer in Aston Villa is not talented? Mm. You know, if he came now to like one of our neighborhood and smoke everybody, yeah. smoke everybody, right? <laughs> so will you say he's not talented just because he's not, you know, Messi or Ronaldo yeah. or like Ronaldinho? No, what? You know what I mean? Like, like it's, yeah, like, I feel like this, there's just too much like, you know, unrealistic, like, you know, ideals like put around this like word talent. Yeah. It's, it's not the end all be all. I think it makes a sexy headline. Same with the obsession with regards to, I guess, uh, younger and younger uh people who quote unquote made it, yeah, who, yeah. That I mean, that's just you know the 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 product of fucking like you know Instagram culture la, You know, no one sees, no one's you know everyone sees the wins only right, on 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 social media like that. You know, so yeah, you never know like 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 and and you know real shit not not to throw anyone on the bus but like this shit is really all all like an, an image kind of thing you know okay. like i i i've in new york like i've hung with motherfuckers who are like on tv with the you know the verified blue check and whatever they're on tv and shit motherfuckers are sleeping on like my boy's couch they don't have their own, you know what i mean like it's all a, a 
and you mean like you know yeah like 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 again you know no names this is just like a, you know like I've, I've seen people with like like I, like I have like what I think like 2000 you know followers on, on Instagram you know like like seen motherfuckers with like 30k followers or whatever you know do shows with me on the roster and struggle to sell like 30 tickets man you know what I mean like 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 it's it's all like but it kind of breaks the illusion for you isn't it yeah no exactly exactly yeah. why I'm even more comfortable being where I'm at now. Like, you know, like, 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 the, like, you know, the amount of money I make from advertising, even though like, you know, creatively, like I'm not like very few, you know, quote unquote, like successful, but not like mainstream musicians, like make that amount from music mm -hmm. anyway, you know, mm -hmm. like with the industry and you know, how fucked up Spotify is getting and mm -hmm. you don't pay them out. It's, it's hard. That's why I don't make any money. I make only losses for music. <laughs> Like I'm not able to, you know, even with twenty thousand like listeners a month, like I, I can't make any profits off of music because it, it costs money, you know, mm. to send your shit out to like master and you know guest yep. verses and yep, stuff yep, like that. Yep. But that's why I say like all this shit is like an, an image thing, like, You know, like you know, you, I, you just have to see past that, like, like you know, motherfuckers on TV are sleeping on couches. You know, you can quote me on that. I don't want to say who, but like, <laughs> you know, like. So I, I think it's interesting because um, it used to be you hear stories about how it is the artist versus the institution, like the the music businesses and all. But I think increasingly into the next next decade, I think it will be the artist versus the algorithm. So what are your thoughts? Not even the next decade. I think that's that's like right now. now. Yeah, but Fair then, enough. But then, but the the, the thing is, you got to understand that the algorithms belong to institutions right now. They're the new institutions. The algorithms belong to like Spotify, mm. Apple, or whatever. So, so it's kind of still the same thing, you know. Like, like, like it's just that now I guess there's a more singular enemy in like the the algorithm, and like everyone's trying to hack it. But these algorithms still belong to institutions, you mm. know. Like, like that's why you know more artists are going to move their shit to like Bandcamp or like whatever, where you know you can. Like if someone buys your fucking album, the money just goes goes straight to you. Yeah, Spotify is not paying motherfucking shit, you know. Like, and and I'm not surprised because that's the business model. The business, yeah, yeah, it's a business. You know what I mean? Like, like obviously, if I'm the Swedish motherfucker, whatever his name is, <laughs> like I I would like yeah, sure, let's pay these motherfuckers as little as possible. Yep. yep. Because our platform is so big, I want to make profits. You know, like it's almost a monopoly, almost. Yeah capitalism bro like everything <laughs> it, it all goes back to that you know like like i don't I, I don't say that as in like i'm okay like no shit i think you know spotify should pay people more like i want to be paid more but that's unfortunately that's that's how things always go with everything right mm -hmm. like it's not just music like like remember when 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 you know netflix or whatever first came out it's like oh this is like a cheaper alternative to like your cable TV and you yep. don't have to, you know, and you can do things on your own time and whatever. And then now it's, it's the same thing. There's like 20 fucking streaming and the prices is, you know, services and the, because it's just kept like, as long as there's a CEO and there's, you know, profits to be made, motherfuckers are always just going to be working towards reducing costs yep. and increasing, but like, regardless of like, you know, like even if I started selling some bullshit tomorrow, you know, I say that now, but obviously when I start selling some bullshit, I'll be like, well, I want to hire a motherfucker that works for 15 an hour or 30 an hour. You know, like it's, 
like, like you know, like there's no like I don't know if there's a you know there's a, a way you can just like snap and solve that because this is how how the world runs, uh, like you know. So what? So with 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 the knowledge of how I guess I guess the chips are stacked against the the artist or the musician with. You, you mentioned the algorithm, the institutions, and even on social media. What motivates you to, you to still want to create then? In the face of, of all these uh, seemingly insurmountable uh, adversity. Because I'm fortunate enough to not have to depend on like music, for example, for rent. I'm very fortunate that I don't have to. I, you know, so many of my artist friends. This is the only thing that they're doing. You know, and and this is what about pays their fucking rent, and this is what like, I'm fortunate that I have this day job. That's why, even though how much I can say like, oh fuck advertising or whatever, <laughs> like, no, this is exactly why I can still keep doing shit, and I don't have to worry about if this song is gonna hit um, or flop or whatever or like or if it, like because I don't care. I'm I'm literally just making shit for me. I'm lucky enough to be able to do that uh, because I don't need to depend on it for money. You know, yeah. like, like, like I have nothing against music artists who sell out because that's your rice bowl. Yep. Like, you know, go ahead and make that fucking <laughs> pop jingle, bro. Yeah, go yeah. make like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm lucky I don't have to do that, but a lot of motherfuckers are not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm never, I'll, I'll never be against, you know, like, you're like, oh, you know, this band, so this is going to pop. Like, yeah, bro. They, they need to eat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's your definition of selling out? I don't even believe in that. That's the thing, you know? Like, like because I feel that it's just, if this motherfucker needs, you know, like, if there's a way for him to make more money. Sure, of course, if someone doesn't sell out and likes it, respect lah. But, you know, respect but like damn also like you know i hope you're doing fine now you know like like you know what i mean like like yeah interesting um do you feel so from previous episodes i've spoken to to i guess producers and uh bands they they're saying that there's a certain way to to game the algorithm so that as to allow uh, your your song to have more features, be it uh, fe- featured on the playlist or featured on some some other things, let's say on Spotify. Do you feel that uh, with this knowledge in mind, it will affect how musicians would want to create their music to to hit the particular sweet spot to this algorithm and not staying true to what they particularly conceive? Yeah, for sure. And I think I think that because of that, right? Like you know, music as a whole. I mean, there's, there's still, you know, there's still motherfuckers making dope shit and whatever. But I think the majority of, of musicians now, and it's not their fault because again, like I said, they need to feed themselves. But but this this system and this like, you know, almost like reliance on having to like crack the algorithm is making shit sound less and less unique and more and more similar like, because everyone is trying to catch that formula. Yep. Everyone's trying to, you know, do it to, to make it big or like make it whatever for like whatever their, their reason is, right? Like, and because of that, you know, I, I feel like, of course, there's still, you know, the motherfuckers on the fringes of genres or whatever making their own shit or whatever. But as these algorithms get more and more important, the harder it is, it's going to be for us to come across this other shit 
that that mm, doesn't fall because it gets pushed the all yeah. the way to the side, right? So, you know, like like that's you know, and 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 it's it's funny because back then when music, you know, like and I guess like the breaking of popular music or like new music or like what's cool or what's not was done by blogs. Hmm. All that shit was done by you know like you magazines, know, music critics, yeah. and yeah. like you know people la. Yeah, and and my my problem with that was like but it's all subjective you know yep what is this motherfucker like you know the, so this motherfucker's taste you know depends on what you know goes and what but then now that it's not even based on people it's even worse mm. because then it, you know what I mean so it's too far of a shift to the to the other side then I mean I don't know if it's a shit like I, I don't have the answers you know yeah. like I I don't know how this shit is gonna solve like I guess, you know, like, I'm just a motherfucker who, like, can, you know, like, just is not grateful for anything and, like, is, you know, always <laughs> complaining about shit. But, like, but, like, but it also goes to show, like, how hard of a problem this is to solve, like, you know, it's not just a, you know, better you're like, man, this shit is subjective, right? like, yeah. you know, what is this motherfucker can just write very well. He's a music critic that, you know, his lit- literary powers is re- the reason he's critic, but he's got fucking asshole taste. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whack fucking yeah. taste. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these music critics are losers. But then, now that it's not based on them, and it's the algorithm that determines what's cool and what's hot, everything's starting to sound the same. Mm. You know? So, it's like, damn, I guess you never really know what you got to. It's gone, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe, you know, some other shit will take over the industry in the future and I'll be like, damn, remember when we had algorithms? <laughs> that shit was dope, man. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. That's you true, know what I mean? that's like, true, I that's like, true. You know, so, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, I'm just curious to know, has the algorithm ever recommended you something that surprised you? Well, See, I, I talk all this shit about Spotify, right? But as a consumer, not as an artist, I love the algorithm because I got good fucking taste. So like, it just brings me more <laughs> dope shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, I get new shit that I've never heard of that I'm absolutely like, you know, of course there's going to be some songs that are not like, you know, but but in general, I'm coming across so much more music that I never would have if I was still at the, you know, fucking gramophone or HMV, like digging through CDs. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like, like so like it's it's not all bad lah, right? Everything has good and bad. Like like the power of like Spotify and all this shit is that it's exposing people to like so much more shit. Like like how many people have listened to my shit because of an algorithm? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knows, right? You yep. know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Like like because I have two thousand Instagram followers, but twenty monthly listeners. The algorithm has to be doing its fucking work. Yep. Because even if every single one of my followers listen to me religiously it's still not 20, you know what I mean yep, like yep, like yep. that's the algorithm doing his work you know so like yeah there's, there's like a, a plus and minus to everything I guess <laughs> and and I have no answers so so as a consumer you love it but I guess from a musician's point of view it's a bit of a grey like I think the simple solve would just be to start paying musicians more <laughs> if Spotify could pay musicians like more then this would be a perfect, but but who knows, right? Maybe for them, even though they're so big, maybe they still can't afford to pay because now there's more and more. The thing about having Spotify and other shit is also, it's easier for more and more people to be musicians. Yep. So if they start paying everyone better, then maybe they can't run. Yeah. You know. So who knows? I don't know. You yeah. Know? 
Although I think they still have enough money to do, but like, but I think I, un, un, until you you are in the board meeting, you know the inside out. Then exactly, you will, yeah, exactly. So, so, so this is me just being a hater and you know, pay pay musicians <laughs> more. But like, who knows, right? Like, yeah. like, like. But I mean, again, who knows? Because motherfuckers who are at Spotify get all these perks and shit. Like, if 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 paying if paying musicians more means like you know your 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 developer doesn't get his three avocados every morning and a Fiji water. <laughs> Then maybe you should, but I don't know, you yeah. know, like I that, because every there's too many moving parts, like, yep. you know, like I'm just a dude in a chair, like who has a fucking opinion, uh, yep. like you know, yeah. So, so about about technology these days, you mentioned that it's easier for people to be musicians. What are your thoughts about? I guess the the fringe music, or I call it indie music. You, you mentioned about Bandcamp previously as well. Where do you go to find? Uh, French or indie music? That's the thing. I don't. Because like most people who are consumers these days, we are lazy and that's why the algorithm, you know, I'm busting my ass. I'm busy as fuck, you know, <laughs> making ads, making music and shit. Like you don't the last think thing about I want to do is put in hard work when I <laughs> want to enjoy music as a consumer okay, as well, okay. you know? So like, okay, maybe I find a fire song. So what I do is just go on that shit and go to, okay, the radio for this song, you know? And just the stuff I like, I like, I like, like it. And the stuff I don't like, you know, like it's easy. That's the thing. Like, you know, because people's lives are getting, people are, as with everything, like, like Amazon, like, you know, motherfuckers are valuing convenience more and more. I'm I'm also like that. So like, you know, as much as I, I you know, complain about this, complain about that, I totally get why it's, be, you know. Like, do you think something's lost? Because you, you mentioned about, uh, digging through HMV for that one particular record. I think people from, I think a decade or two ago, they will remember that particular memory. But for now, people growing up, they only remember uh, the, the the convenience of it. They don't even think about that. So do you think that something is lost in translation moving forward? Yes, but I think the sentimental value of what is lost is just purely steeped and rooted in like nostalgia. But it okay. doesn't mean that those things being lost is bad. Like, it's because you got good memories of digging through fucking crates or whatever to find records. Doesn't mean the the notion of digging through records to find is like, you know, like what the fuck is that? That's mm. just that's just manual labor. <laughs> now we don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, like like same shit as like books. Like mm. everyone is like, oh, you know. But don't you miss the smell of the pages and like whatever that kind of shit. Don't get me wrong. I still buy real books mm. because I cannot look at, like I'm trying to spend more time away from my screen. So why the fuck would I want to read my book on the screen? Yep. But with that said, when I'm traveling and all that kind of shit. So much more convenient. It's so much more convenient, you know? Yeah. Like the, the things that people tie to like, oh, having a physical book. It's just more tied to like, their own pleasant memories or yep. as opposed to like, there's no, but other than that, you're wasting paper, you're cutting, you know what I mean? Like, you're like there's no, like, it's just sentimental value and nostalgia, yep. you know? Like, like, and this is coming from a motherfucker who recently bought paperback, like, but with that said, ideally, you know, if my eyes don't get tired, I would never buy a regular book. I would just be like, you know, uh, ebook everything, yeah. you know, because, like what the f- like all the the value tied to like that old stuff is just nostalgia yeah nostalgia you know but do you think that there's a we're on a trajectory towards more and more things being in intangible i mean 
see like that depends right because sure maybe maybe the book is intangible I mean it's not intangible because you're reading but sure if you know if you want to go down that 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 line of thought yep. sure the book is intangible but your phone is not your okay. phone is still in your hand yep. you know what I mean sure maybe in like 50 years you no longer have a phone it just projects in your Google Glass or whatever your but, Google brain <laughs> yeah 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 but but then you ask yourself take away the, the the physical form of a book for example what is tangible is the story and the emotions you mm. get reading it and the whatever and you will still get it it's still present yeah. how you read it even if it's projected into your brain mm. yes yep. <laughs> you know what I mean so so just a different way of consuming it's it. perspective again uh, you know like it depends you know like if for for someone who's like you know idea of tangible is like uh, you know like handheld thing then yeah, you know, but like for me personally, no lah. Like so, yeah. Boom. So we talked. <laughs> so we talked about um, social media, and we talked about how I guess the landscape of technologies these days. What type of relationship do you have with your fans? Honestly, not the 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 best, as in like, cause I'm not a very, you know, like like. You know, like my boy Bohan Phoenix, shout out Bohan, you yeah. know, the rapper, like he he does a great job of like, you know, he he's on Twitch streaming, you know, to the fans like all the time yeah. and like engaging and like I'm not the I'm just not the type of dude. Like, I tried, you know, like I don't even like doing shows. You know what I mean? Wait, what? Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? I mean please, please help me exp- help me understand what you just said. You don't like doing shows. I, I, I don't. It's my least favorite process. Like, I, I guess, you know, my, my joy comes from like the, the creation of it. Less so. The creation know. of the music? Yeah. Like, like, you know, or, or like, you know, the, the surrounding assets, right? Like whether I'm making like the cover art or like I'm, I'm making the song or like I'm writing the song or like I'm playing, like, that's, that's the shit that I like. Like, obviously I did shows because I knew that I had to, you know, that's the, the, the way that you get paid and you know meet fans or whatever like you know get new fans and shit like i understand the importance of shows and you know if 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 things open back up you know back there i would probably especially when the new album drops later this year i'll probably like do a show or two but but real shit like i don't like doing shows and i'm not like a i'm not like a you know talk to the camera ass motherfucker so like and no offense for anyone who is you know like like but that's why I can't be on TikTok. Like, I'm just not mm-hmm. that. Like, if you look at my Instagram, I don't post shit other than when, okay, this song is coming. Oh, this song is out now. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, is not the best way to, you know, maintain like a, a, a dialogue or like whatever with your fans. But no. I do say though, like, if, if you know, they like send me messages or whatever, I I, I do try to like respond at yeah. least, yeah, like, you know, but like, you know, and I, th- I, yeah, but yeah, you know, like people like Bohan, like I really respect that, like, you know, he's, he, he understands that. Yes, it's a job, but also like his fans are the reason for his, you know, whatever success, like, so he, he tries to, you know, like get to know them or like, like at least, you know, have, have like a back and forth, uh, which, which is, is great. And maybe, you know, if I was doing music full time, then I would have you might like, be uh you might have agency to do it yeah right right yeah. right you know but but right now you know it's like I got a day job and anytime that I'm not busy with that I'm busy making the shit that yep. I want to give not to my like and I don't mean this in like a fucked way like I'm not making shit to give to my fans but like like I said I make my shit for me and I'm very appreciative of 
the people who every listen, single yeah. motherfucker like even if you've only played my shit once like you know it's like like that's the thing right like for me it's like you know I play this song like a million fucking times you know working on it just hoping that one person would play it once you know like and they might not be become like you know a slowdown fan after that and like but like like I said you know like whether it's two listeners or 20,000 like that shit is equally important to me like you know I, and, and, and I, I'm appreciative of that so I it's not like I'm not engaging with my fans because I'm not like appreciative or whatever but it's just like I'm also not that guy to like you know <laughs> yo ask me anything man <laughs> Yo, what up? We here, like, you know, like, like... So do you think, okay, <laughs> do you think it's an age thing? Uh, no. No, no, no one's older than I am. I think, I think, okay. I think it's, yeah, it's... I just think it's a personality thing, like, regardless of okay. your age, there's different people. You know, like, like, you compare, like, you know, I mean, look at Frank Ocean. He's also a reclusive motherfucker, you know? He doesn't really do... Yeah, you know, and he, he and you know he barely tours as well. So I, I I really think it's just down to personality. I'm just I'm just not that guy. Like <laughs> like you know like like. But that's it. You know, if you send me a message or you send me like whatever, I'll I'll always try to like respond. Uh, like I wouldn't you know, because it's, it's yo so so you know and and what's crazy too because like I said you know I keep saying I do this shit for me and whatever right but there have been moments in the midst of doing this shit in New York that you realize, wow your shit actually makes an impact on other people. What do you mean by that? Like, like, you know, I've had moments where like, you know, so like, like, for example, I had this project that I dropped called a uh, recluse. It was like a two track, very short project, but that came at like, like, yo, I was like going through some shit when I made that. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm always going through shit when I make, make shit. But, it sounds but, like the, the common theme to you. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but like, no, like I was really, and that's why it was called Recluse because, and this is pre-COVID, like for like that, you know, nine to 10 months, I was a recluse. Like, I didn't go out at all. Yeah. Like I was just like feeling like, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to loosely throw around the word like depression just because I've never been like clinically diagnosed. So I don't mm. want to like disrespect people who actually have that shit, you know? I'm not going to like, oh, I'm depressed. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. But I was going through shit, lah, mm. you know? So I made recluse because I was fucking like reclusive from, you know, everything okay. and everyone, whatever. And it was just a two, sh- two song thing because that's all I had in me. I couldn't even make like a, you know, even though I spent so much time with, uh, like two songs that I could give. But when I think dropped, you know, I do like a little event to like premiere like the music video and the kind of shit. And you know, me going to the event and like doing that the short set, like that was me like stepping out of the house for the like, first time in like fucking. I mean, I don't mean I mean I step out to get groceries and shit, but you know, like in a social setting and yeah. shit. And it was all pre-COVID. And like I got this DM from someone who I mean the project I already dropped when I do the event. It was like one, two days after I dropped, you know, and and like this, you know, I guess uh, and you know, I don't even want to say a fan because I feel like that's very like, you know, maybe these, these are not people who are fans. Maybe these are people who like just, I just enjoy and connect to my shit. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like I have fans. Uh, I mean, you know, like this person who like found my shit and like connected to it, she was like, yo, you know, like I discovered you through Recluse. Like, I never heard your other shit before. Like I, I heard this Recluse shit and like it, like I, it hit me like so hard because I haven't been out of the house since someone someone died yeah and 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 blah blah but i'm gonna come to this event 
And and like obviously I don't know who the fuck this person is. And I think yeah, you, know, you know, she was private, but I was like, oh my god, like that's that's crazy. Yep. But and I, I was very sorry for how things turned out. So so what happened was and like I guess I you know I fucked up. Like so what happened was, you know, obviously I had to get there early to do sound check and then all that kind of shit. So you know, like I'm not with my phone and stuff. And then like once the event popped off, even less likely I'm checking yep. my phone because I gotta, you know. So I only really got back to but like, you know, I I told her, you know wow thanks so much for coming and the kind of shit like you know see you there like later obviously you know because she's a private account so I don't know you know I wouldn't know who the fuck she is so I say like you know come up and say what's up or whatever the kind of shit blah blah and she's like I didn't even see if she replied or not like, then I had to like get get to work right yep. like sound check and all that kind of shit it was like only after the the, the event that opened and I saw that she was like hey I'm here downstairs but I just had like a massive like social anxiety, like a panic oh, attack. Can you come down and get me? But I didn't see the message yeah. because I was like, dude. So she was like, hey, hey, hey. And then like 20, 30 minutes later, she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, don't take this the wrong way. But I just had to go home. I couldn't come up to the thing because mm. like, I don't know anyone there and whatever. Yep. But like, and she was still nice. She was like, you know, like, don't feel bad. Like, I, I feel glad that at least I stepped out my house. Even though I didn't go to the event, like I came out all the Because she doesn't, I, I don't even know if she lives in New York or some shit. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's like Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's like not far, but it's like, you know, an hour commute or some shit. Maybe, I don't know. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and I guess, you know, and like, that's that's just one example. Like, that's, that's you know, that one cut deep. Like, but there's been like other, you know, smaller, smaller instances, you know, like, or like, or like people, like you know bro it's like motherfucking kids like dudes like yo you know um i use your song to like ask my school crush to be my girlfriend <laughs> or that kind of shit like like but you know it's like this kind of shit that is like okay damn like as much as i'm only making my shit for me yeah. you know like it or not other motherfuckers are like people are gonna listen yeah. and people are gonna resonate with yeah, it. yeah yeah and and I guess, you know, that automatically comes with a certain sort of like responsibility. Like, even though, you know, as a, like, even though I'm not like, you know, on Twitch, like talking to, you know, my fans or like, or, you know, AMA, like, you know, ask me anything or like, whatever. But like, when these kind of things happen, like I'll always respond and try it because, you know, like, because like it or not, regardless of who you do this shit for, your shit is in the public already. Mm. People are going to come, you know, like, like yeah. that's, that's just... The package deal, like you know, you can't you can't avoid that, you know. So, but but to answer your question, like obviously, as you can see from these like examples, I guess I'm not very good at. <laughs> You're a fucking you know? cave troller, like, and you like, come up once like, in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I I hope to I guess, I mean I'll be lying if I say I hope to do better. As in like as in I do hope to do better, but not in the way that, you know. I hope I can find my own way of you know, like still engage without without you know being like you know mr like talk to the fucking camera and shit <laughs> like twitch yeah 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 like you know. what what do you think was what in your perspective about the song recluse what 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 do you think resonated with with the people who heard it or why did that song uh what what contributed to the process of creating that song i mean i would say it's not that song not just that song all my music the lyrics is straight up like I don't give like I'm not I'm not writing to impress anyone at my music that's not how it started you know what I mean like Slowdown started in the military when I was going through some shit I just broke out with my first and only girlfriend for like long term you know I mean I'm in the military surrounded by dudes I fucking hate it there and like every weekend I come out I'm like fucking like 
self-destructive as fuck like at the carrier you know like like and i'm just fighting about like 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 i've never written a song to you know like maybe if i was a rapper i would write some shit about but like you know I'm, i don't even make that kind of music you know like all my shit is literally just a diary mm. you know like so so you know even though it's specifically me the experience it's just like how you know every other artist, like you know Frank Ocean I'm sure he writes about shit that's specifically yep. like him but I can't help but you know well up like and it, it's universal yeah, to yeah, a certain yeah. degree Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah exactly so I'm like you know I that's the I guess the price you I mean I don't I, and I don't want to make it sound like a bad thing but that is the price you like when you when you put yourself out there like that people are going to connect right, right. Yep. so so like it or not you I mean you know Obviously, if you you know you got like Drake numbers or Drake, I'm sure their DMs are full of you know suicidal people that they will never get to see and whatever. And yeah, and again, that's another thing about being there like at that level. But I'm not at that level, you know. I like it or not, you know, I will see everything that comes in. Yep. And I try to respond. Yep. You know, like and try and yeah, I mean, try to do more than respond sometimes. But it's like you know, like. Some shit you just can't help it, like, yep. like like you know the 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 show thing that I was telling you about, like actually it's sad, you know. But yeah. in 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 throughout this conversation, it seems like um you have this uncanny ability to transmute your experiences, which is it seems to be sometimes bad experiences. You are able to transmute it into songs and writings and stuff like that. So I'm I'm just curious to know, what if you run out of bad experiences? What were you write about then? Not true. I have happy songs as well. Although I would say when I first started making out music, I was like, why the fuck would I ever make a happy song? Yeah. But right now, no, I, you know, and, and I have more happy songs coming out. So because, because now I see my music as less of therapy and always getting bad shit out and more of like my music is now my diary and when I look mm. back and when I listen back to my shit, I don't want to look back and just, it's all the bad shit. Yeah. It's all memories. Yeah. yeah. I want the good shit to be like kind of immortalized or so, you know, like, like, so, so in, in that sense, like I got over that. So with that, but that was genuinely something I was like, damn, what if a motherfucker's happy? Like, yeah. I guess slow down is done now. But, <laughs> but you know, like, like, like yeah. Nola, you know, because, you know, I'm, even even in like you know when I'm going through show, well, there are happy moments and 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 but that's the that's the the beauty of you know this this incredible like privilege of being able to put music or like whatever. But in my case, you know, music out on like a Spotify or whatever is that whatever I've lived through or yep. like or I've or I've put you know in a pen and notepad or whatever. It's on this shit for anyone to find, including yeah. myself. Years late, you know, I could be fifty and going back to like this song or whatever, and like, damn. And that's when I was like, mm. you know, and and like shout out my boy Lanky, you know, Hong Kong cat I met in New York, uh, like dope rapper, dope. Like he's uh, he's so much younger than me, but he's a wise motherfucker, you know. Like and and you know, I was playing him shit, and we always you know share music with each other and shit, and he was like. Yo, and you know, he was like, yo, you know, your, you know, your shit, I guess all our shit is basically like a time capsule. So he was like, you really sure you want to, you know, when you look back, your time capsule is all just like gloom and doom. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, and I was like, nah, facts, bro. You're right. You know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, 
So it's like it's like now now when I when I go back and listen to like the first No Man's, mm. you know, it's like damn. Like, what do you feel? Something's haven't changed. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, you it's, know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> some things haven't changed, but yeah. I think I think the way I react to things have changed. Okay. Right? Like the, the way I take things, good or bad. Yep. Like like the 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 way I take uh, you know I face things has has changed. But you know, some shit was yeah, I mean and that's why I'm, there's a reason why there's a no man's tool coming you know <laughs> like like some shit is just you know when it comes to like I guess love and yep. like, like like relationships we, you know your maturity or whatever changes but some situations you know don't or, or maybe it's, I, I mean I don't know but but when I when I listen back to you know no man's I was like damn it's crazy that this is my first project and it's like stuff that was like so person like you know i can still remember writing some of it in the camp like mm. and if you told told that you know like 19 year old motherfucker in camp in camo <laughs> like you know writing this shit on his garage band with zero experience never owned a mic or mm. never recorded anything for that like this shit will go out into the world i'll probably stop writing because i'll be like whoa i don't want people to know this shit about me yeah. you know what i mean like like it's some personal shit you know what i mean but the fact that that was like my first project, I guess, you know, since then it's like, I'm an open fucking book uh, if you listen to it. Like, you know, I, I don't really share personal experience that much outside of my close friends. But I realized that's because if you really, you know, dig into the music and dissect it, everything is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I put it all there. Is it easier to put it in the form of a song as opposed to talking to people? For me, absolutely. La. Okay. For me, but who knows? Different people, you oh, know. definitely. Like, like, but for me, yeah. You didn't mention it's like therapy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even the therapist, you might sometimes worry if the motherfucker is judging you or whatever. But when you put it on a song, sure, people are listening to the song. But, but it's you don't like, have to face them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know. Because for... As 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 you mentioned throughout this conversation, for the most part, you are writing it on your computer. You're working on the computer. You're facing the computer, and you put oh, it up. Yeah, I guess it's a click of a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to face anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I, exactly. So when was No Man's uh the EP out? Twenty sixteen. I only dropped it when I officially moved to New York. So about 2017? Yeah. So it's been four years. Yeah. Four to five years since. Yeah, my debut EP. Yeah. I'm curious to know uh what No Man's 2 will be about, if you're able to share. Uh so okay, the 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 reason why it's No Man's 2 is because I feel like it's a continuation of so the term no man's comes from like I guess no romance, right? Like like I, I wrote the first one because that was a a part of my life where like it was very devoid of love. <laughs> and I think that's the like that's always gonna be like I guess the No Man's series hopefully I don't have to make a No Man's, no Man's series, Tree <laughs> you know but but yeah. but but obviously it's different situations uh, yep. you know there's, there's like but but you know my but so I, I guess No Man's 2 is less I don't even know the right word for it so, so No Man's 1 had a concept right in a sense that it's in all my shit all my projects I try and have like a, a concept because you know, that's the kind of you know, projects that I enjoyed listening to as a kid, you know, from like 
Master Ace like Long Hot Summer and you know like the kind of like concept albums to like more, more recently like Kendrick like Good Kid Mad City mm. but like nothing wrong with people whose albums are just a collection of songs because that can still be dope but like the stuff I gravitated to and always wanted to make has always had like uh, like what they call concept albums which to me is a fucked up term because every album has a concept yeah so let's let's, let's put a pause on that so you are both uh, creative in the visual sense as well as a creative in the music sense so I guess when we talk about concepts in the in the visual sense, you can kind of get the idea of it because it's a visual visual medium. But I want to know what your perspective is on on the idea of concept in the musical sense. So yeah. so so for No Man's yeah. specifically, I was going through this phase, like I said, very self destructive, lack of love, you know, very damaging relationships, very toxic, and blah blah. And at that point in my life, I no longer think so. But at that point in my life. I felt like this is always a vicious cycle because, you know, after my serious relationship ended, everyone else that I met, it, it kept going in this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So actually the, the project of No Man's, right, if you listen to it on repeat, right, the end of the last song actually bleeds into the start of the first song. And it is, the, the project is literally a vi- vicious a cycle like in terms of the story also, the progression, yep. you know, like, so that, then that was the, narrative concept tied to I guess the 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 sonic concept was mm. me spending all these ungodly hours at like you know the KTVs and whatever that's what we wanted to sample and whatever so No Man's 2 is a bit more abstract it still derives from real experiences but it's less how do I put it like so okay, so 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 no man's one. I'm literally writing it as like me. Yep. Like I'm going through this, blah blah blah. But then the creative part is that it's a it's a vicious cycle, so it kind of loops. But yep. but I'm writing my experiences straight up. My my writing process has since changed, mm. which which might which might explain why you know like so my writing process now is I don't write lyrics when I'm writing songs. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so 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 what I mean is now my my writing process is I write what would eventually become lyrics. Yeah. Not when I'm trying to write a song, but just whenever I feel something or whatever it hits me or whatever, right? I have this, you know, in my note app, there's a lot of different notes and there's one called random where I'll just write lines. It could be one word, it could be four words, it could be two lines, it could be 16 lines, but... I try and always write in this random note app mm. whenever a feeling hits, hits me yeah. so that it's as pure as possible and I don't put any pressure on myself to make it rhyme or make it like in song form or whatever. like I'm just writing like as pure it's like spur of the moment kind of thing exactly right? yeah whether, whether I'm having a good time bad time whatever but if I feel something and something comes to me I, I write it in this yeah. random note app yeah and then when I'm making the music when I have a beat in front of me and I once I have the melodies and I obviously I see the beat you know what kind of vibe is it like and now I'll go into this random note app mm. and scroll through and pluck things out to and sometimes I change a few words to make it rhyme or but like so that's my process now so it's less you know last night it's like oh I'm going through this I'm going to write a song about this so but now it's more like I'm still drawing from real you know lived experiences and if anything, I would think because now I put such an emphasis for me to write it when I feel it is is purer. Yeah. 
but then the collection of it is less straight and literal la, because now you know like I might pair something I wrote in 2016 these two lines with something that I wrote just last year that is interesting yeah you know yeah so so it, it's less straight it's more it's, subconscious in a sense and exactly. the fact that you are pairing I guess what you said something you wrote maybe last week with something you wrote two years ago I think that is a very interesting way of yeah. bridging I guess the time dimension because yeah. everything exists in the cloud you can pick pick and choose whatever you feel whatever at the fits yeah and yeah. then once it's been used I strike it off and whatever you know so it's like and and the thing is I don't date these things so as I'm scrolling through this it's just whatever connects with mm. the beat and yeah. whatever yeah. you know so I try and make it as organic so like you said and this is why also something that I wrote like a, like this line might be from this year but it might be, be followed up with something from like you know what 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 inspired you to change your process is is it wasn't a conscious thing la. like i would say i would say as i started taking this music shit more and more seriously you know i couldn't just depend on oh every time i sit down to write a song i need to have the words because sometimes I don't. Is it very I mean? daunting like that? I guess. Uh, but back then I was in a fucking army. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, like, I had nothing to do except like sit with all these fucking things and okay, I'm opening a, a fucking file now. So mm. like, you know, it's like you open a PSD and then it's like <laughs> all the... Like, but now it's like, I don't know, you know? Because sometimes I'm feeling something while I'm, you know, at a party or I'm, I'm, I'm set, like whatever, like, whatever the fuck, right? But, and I want to capture that, that exact moment. Right? There's no way I'm going to be able to you know, recapture that two weeks later when yeah. I finally have time to sit down and write a song. So yeah. it was more of that, law. Like, like I just wanted to capture like the moments as as pure as possible. I think you have to help me understand this because how do you fine tune that sensitivity you have to to know that hey, this is what I want to create. How how do you listen to yourself? Like how like this is what I want to create. This is the right thing and the right thing, and to not listen to. I guess the inner critic you might have, like, why do I want to go these two things together? Yeah. How, because it seems like it's a very fine line between that sensitivity you have to, to hey, let's just run with this melody, run with this beat. Let's take this and this and this. We put it together. We change a little bit. We see how it goes. To be honest, I don't have an answer for that. I, it's just a, it's just up to me. La. Yeah. But that's the thing as well. You know, like I said, I got no labels. I got no, like, uh, to answer to. I just do whatever the fuck I feel like. You know, if I feel it goes, it goes. Uh. Yeah. Like, and no one can or will be able to tell me that it doesn't go, you know. Do you do you think that, or do you feel that this is like the the purest way to create? As of now, for me, yes. Can't speak for other artists, can't speak for, because everyone has their own process. Definitely, well, right? and, yeah. and everyone has their own priorities. Like if your priority is, you know, melody and catchiness, then sometimes you got to sacrifice some of the writing to fit in. Like, I don't know, you know, like different, yep. different, different people has different, like, but for me, I just know that, especially, you know, after like Lanky brought up the time capsule thing, I was more and more like, okay, then everything that goes into a song has to come from like a moment where I wrote it down because like I needed to write it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I mean, so going back to answer your question about like No Man's 2, because of that, like No Man's 2 has a more like abstract overall concept. Like if you've seen In the Mood for Love, like the, the, the Wong Kar Wai movie, you know, it's about, two couples like married couples and one of the pairs of husbands and wives are cheating with each other la. but the, the movie focuses on the other pair and they form like this platonic bond right and they, they fall in love hmm. but even then especially back then I guess Hong Kong culture and like Asian culture is they still feel taboo even though they are 
spouses are like fucking and yep. the movie never focuses on on that side the 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 dirty ones you know they focus on this like the the tension is that they don't want to be like them mm. so it was completely platonic but obviously as they spend more and more time together you know like 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 things develop like, like yep. feelings develop but and again which maybe speaks more to like also the, the restraint of asian culture none of them acted on it yeah you know right but so it's just this very like very tension without like piece about this this relationship where you know feelings come you know is it real is it i don't know whatever like but but then there's also the, this idea of like secrecy and that kind of shit so it just so happens that like i have a bunch of scattered stuff written in my like that random notes app that also comes from you know relationships where like i've had to like maintain secrecy yep. or like you know Maybe she has a boyfriend, which I might not even have known of at the time or whatever, yep. you know, but there's like random bits and pieces, la, right? Enough to like form a project. So I, I kind of saw No Man's 2 mm. as like, that's why I sample all the, the stuff from the movie, but I'm trying to tell the story of the other side. Oh, that's interesting. Because the movie only show. Yep. So what about the the fucked up ones? Yep. The, yep. The che- because I've I've been in both positions before, right? And, and I have material that, you know, so, so, it's less so, okay, I went through this, this, this exactly. It's more like, I wrote this and this and this about, but then, okay, it all kind of fits within this theme. So, No Man's 2, actually, the phone is called Under the Rose, which derives from, like, the 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 Latin phrase sub rosa, which is a code of secrecy, which literally Ooh. translates to, like, under the rose. Like, back yep. then, they would, like, keep things under, you know? So, it's more of, like, that side. But but it's more abstract in the sense that I'm. it's not, like, me, 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 I go through this. Yep. I, I kind of have characters in it. Mm. So I'm speaking through like a character and the, and it's one woman throughout that thing. Like, you know, this woman that I'm not supposed to be seeing throughout the thing unfolding through the song. But obviously, that's the album's concept. But the 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 lyrics that built this come from different stories yep. and different relationships and yep. like different women. Like, but but I'm packaging it as as one narrative. So that's like the difference. That sounds fucking interesting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, Are we when 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 can we expect this to drop? Late October. <laughs> Halloween, baby. But the first the first the first single in July. Wonderful. Um, featuring Dumbfounded. Oh shit. One of my heroes. Yeah. So crazy to be on a song with him. How'd you get connected with him? That's the beauty of, you know, I guess living in New York or like the States, you know. You know someone who knows someone and like, yo, and yeah. How so, was it like working with him? I mean, the guy's a maestro, la, you know. I've seen him battling since... Yeah, yeah on YouTube. It's crazy because he doesn't even look that old. He doesn't look that much older than me. Mm. But like... The, but like, I feel like I've been watching him like... You know, since, I don't know. Like, you know, battling like conceited and like, yeah, all yeah. that. So like, yeah, just to have him on a song like is... is is, You know, but... I mean, let's not give away anything right now. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see when it's out. But yeah, Wonder first July, single yeah? featuring Dumbfounded. Yeah, July. I'm very curious to know about your interest with regards to films because you mentioned Wong Kar Wai a couple of times and with No Man's 2 coming up it's based on one of his films yeah uh, could you speak about let's say uh, Wong Kar Wai specifically what is it about his uh, filmography that you found attractive to you uh, so I mean you know I, I, I first encountered his shit when I was like younger like I think like 14, 15 and, and back then like it was more superficial attraction to his work, la. Like, you what know, do you mean by visuals, superficial? Like visual cinematography, like, oh, you know, shit looks beautiful, la. Like, I could I could appreciate it back then, you know? Like, but but 
I think I think the 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 other themes of his shit is like really what as as like you know revisiting his shit as as like a grown up like just emotional shit. You know what I mean? Like like all kinds of emotion. Like like the way that he can kind of like conduct emotions with his films. Like like you know technically, you know to be honest, in the mood for love, for example, like while we're on it, it doesn't have much of a plot. I mean, it has a plot, but like there's hardly any plot like progression or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but. In that like two hours or whatever, whatever the fuck, right? Like he's he's able to like draw you in and like conduct these kind of feelings that like of like you know like longing, like you know unrequited love or like it's it's all like emo shit, I guess. Like you know <laughs> even like he always has this way of like making shit so emotional that like you know I remember like the the first film of his I watched was uh Chungking Express mm. and you know it's like split into like two two stories. Okay, and like I remember just being young and like. Like, like I was young as fuck. Like no care in the fucking world. I was like fifteen or sixteen. Like you know, like I was just watching this shit for like the vibes. Uh, like this shit look cool. Uh, you know, did it I mean? ruin you? <laughs> but the second story, yeah. After that, I was just somehow like in tears, bro. Mm. Like, and until the, like, I didn't really know what. Cause, I guess it's not even as sad as in the mood for love. You know that specific part. Of, but like, something about it, like just. I still can't really explain it, but that's the thing, right? Like that's the thing about like you know film or like whatever art you consider, like you you can't control how you feel towards it, right? So, like he just has a way of I feel like tugging at like heartstrings. Like not even that, like even you know the thing about him is he's very sentimental, and I I think that I'm I'm a very sentimental person, so innately so like it connects, you know, like even and I feel that like he always has this touch. Yep. regardless of the genre of films he does, you know, technically like you know Fallen Angels is a hitman movie. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like, you know, the hitman thing just feels like part of the story. Like, yeah. But it's a Wong Kawai story. The character just happens to be a hitman. You know what I mean? Like, like, so so the DNA of the things you create, it has a very certain vibe to it. For me, like, 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 it's not that it's all the same vibe, but it all equally somehow is able to like bring emotions out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if for other people, but like for me, yeah. specifically, I was like, fuck, why am I feeling like that? You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, definitely, yeah. Like, yeah. Has so. there been other uh, forms of media that has affected you in a similar manner? Or even in a different manner? Uh, I mean, all forms of media like have, you know, like, 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 I don't know if that's just because I'm an emotional person, but, you know, like movies, yeah, for sure. But like, I also get really fucking emotional listening to Frank Ocean. You know mm. what I mean? Like, like, or like, you know, not just fan but like, you know, like, you know, throw some Adele, sometimes I feel that shit too, you know, like I might not listen to it every day, but like, and maybe that's just because I'm emotional. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, definitely. I, I think regardless of the media, like it took a while to get for, for like fine art to like reach me that way also. But fine recently, art like paintings and visuals? Yeah. But recently also like, if, and again, you know, like you can't, I, I mean, I can't control what I feel about shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I just see some shit and I'm just like, oh fuck. Like, you know. Yeah. So in, in, in drawing the spotlight back to music, what do you think is the purpose of music? Well, damn, I have no idea how to answer that question. It differs, right? To, for, for, for you. For, for, oh, for me. For yeah, me. for you right now in 2021. My, okay, okay so the purpose of music for me. just to keep me sane as I, you know, go through this life, like, you know, and, you know, cling on to this, this, this job in an industry that I no longer <laughs> believe in, like, 
<laughs> the purpose of music for me is creative fulfillment. Uh, okay. You know, and like maintain my sanity, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. I want to talk about your collaborations. Um, because from the way you describe No Man's and even from the way you describe uh, No Man's 1 and 2, it seems that you have a very clear vision of what you want to achieve, of the the yeah. different moving parts to it, because God knows that creating a song, there's many moving parts to it, but when you want to conceive of the launch or something, you need to conceive of the, uh, the MVs, the, the, the graphics and stuff like that. Even during a song, you might have collaborators on it. So what in your what 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 in your opinion is a good collaboration and how do you perceive or conceive of the idea of collaboration in the first place is it how how do you approach it good collaboration for me or as a consumer listening to collaborations you can answer the 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 question in both ways because you are both uh right, an right. artist as as a producer and mm. as a consumer yeah um so like okay like personally i you know like, I don't mind sounding like J. Cole's music, but, like, you know, when he kept holding on to the gimmick of, like, yeah, I've been dropping all these albums with no features, like, I didn't fuck with that, la. Like, I feel like... Like, what I like about collaborations is whether whether it's my own shit or I'm listening to other people's shit, is like... Okay, on the very basic level, obviously, it breaks up the, you know, like... It's not as monotonous as like, you know, one motherfucker going on for like the entire album. I don't care how good you are, unless maybe you're like Mariah Carey, but even Mariah Carey has features, you know what I mean? Like, so that's on a very surface level. Like, I just feel like a project needs features to like have a bit of variety, but like, that's not, I mean, yes, that's why I get features, but like, that's not the the biggest reason I get features. Because honestly, like, especially when, you know, you're doing it at my level, it's very hard to get features because you can't always pay people. Yep even when you can, it's not much, but even then, it's like, you know, I'm not Drake, where like, if I call someone, like, yo, you want to hop on a song, motherfucker will send you the verse tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, people are like, yeah, 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 and I believe that they are like, yeah, 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 like, they, and they mean it, but because everyone is busy at their own shit and yeah. everybody is at this level and everyone is, you know, like, like, it's just very hard to, and then everyone has their own standards for shit also, right? Like, I, I have friends who are like, yo, I want to hop on your shit, but whatever I just recorded, I don't like it. Or like, what, you know? Mm-hmm. Then like, what are you going to do? Yep. If they don't even like it, then everything gets stalled. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So everyone has like different reasons for, you know, like I, and collaborations are like just at my level hard to get. La. Like you reach out to 10, you maybe get five. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm. so, so for me, the first requirement of a good collaboration is that it happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, like at my level, at my level, mm. like dumbfounded shit, like I pay a rack for that, but like, that's fine. What's a rack? Oh, sorry. Like a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like clothing rack or something. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Okay. No, 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 yeah. You know, but like, that's fine. Uh, you know, I've been yeah. watching this dude since like, you know, I was fucking like, you know, since like 2010, 2011, like, but, you know, other people, especially, like, my friends or whatever, it's, like, I, and, and I'd obviously have a standard for, you know, like, like, like as much as I, I am fully for, like, you know, support, supporting your friends and, like, whatever, but, like, if my friend makes whack shit, like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, but the, 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 the thing is, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of music friends who are fucking dope mm. and, and, and I'm not saying this as a higher, like, you know, mightier than whatever, because we 
it's not like I have a bigger exposure than them or whatever. It's, but it's more like if people who listen to me can discover them to me, that's dope yeah. because these people need to be discovered. You yeah. know, like, like, like not saying that, you know, like, like, you know, I would be happy to hop on their shit for the exact same reason so that their fans or whatever mm. can discover me, you know? So, so there's that also. It's like, I got all these talented friends. I knew, and I don't mean like make use of them as in I make it, but it's like, you know, let's, let's all make some shit together. La. You know what I mean? Like, like. So that's like, the purest intent of a collab, right? Yeah, because like, regardless of how popular, and I have a lot of features on No Man's 2, you have dumbfounded, you have, you know, some of my friends who have like maybe 200 listeners or whatever, but regardless of their level, right, everyone that I have a collab with on the project, I'm a fan of first and foremost mm. already, you know, regardless of that, like, like, but even more so for the people who are not popular because I feel like motherfuckers are sleeping on them, you know, like, like, I got my boy Saf, you know, shout out Saf. It's one of the, Illest rappers I know, but motherfucker like doesn't get like. But I think I think I think his time is coming. Uh. He's been That's working cool. out like. But but you know it's exactly like people who I feel like people should hear. Yeah, you know like because they are so good. But they just either you know I don't know if it's like marketing or they don't or or like me they don't like to play the game. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> but a lot of that are even worse than me. You know what yeah. I mean like completely only post when the song is out like that kind of thing yep, like yep. you know like but I just have so many friends that I'm a fan of so it's an honor to have them like on my shit and if conceptually they fit like even better you know what I mean so yep. like I usually give them a brief like for like mm. and I, 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 I break it down like the story and whatever and I'm not too worried about you know them getting the brief right because they're all dope yeah, you know, I'm not gonna ask a whack motherfucker to be on my shit in yeah. the first place, you know. So yeah, they all delivered. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited to share like, you know, this this project with like all these features who are like and I have like a like such a variety of features like on that shit. It sounds like at the end of the day, producing No Man's Two, it sounds like it's an album for yourself. Because it's the people that you want to work with, it's the people that you are excited to 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 even listen to, and some of them you have you have looked up to. It sounds like an album for yourself as well. I think all my projects are projects for myself, but No Man's 2 especially so because it's on No Man's 2 that I started to... So I started No Man's 2 during the lockdown. Yeah. Before that, I always had to rely on people for mixing and producing and like all this uh, other shit because I can only write words and lyrics and mm. record it myself. And then all these people do it. But the moment lockdown hit, I was like, yo, I'm going to take this time to try and learn production. Yep and mixing yep. and all this shit myself. So in a in in a lot of ways, No Man's 2 is, you know, technically less polished than No Man's 1 mm -hmm. because No Man's 1 was done by Wang, who's yep. a genius and like a fucking, you know. No Man's 2 is very DIY in the sense that I mix a lot of that shit myself and almost every song I had like a hand in production. There's not a song there that I produced the full thing myself because I'm still not at that level yet, but... I'm the one that, like, so motherfuckers send me a beat. I'm like, okay, this vibe is dope. But then I'm the one that then chops up the in the mood for love samples and puts it in there yep. and, like, takes out some things. And then, like, I'm the one that replaces some of the drums with, like, Singapore Malay drums. Mm. And whatever. But I just want to add all these things that maybe Western, like, they can get the, it's a dope beat, you know? But then I want to add all the things that's me yep. in it, which will be, like, you know, the, the, the film samples. The, the influences that you mentioned. Exactly. Yeah. Like, all these kind of things. So, so a lot of that shit is not as polished in a way, but I I really do like how kind of like 
dirty it came out sounding because I feel like it like the whole theme of the project is like secrecy and darkness mm-hmm. and like whatever so and when you hear like like No Man's One also sounds very nocturnal but No Man's One sounds like neon 3am KTV cigarettes in like the you know like when you leave the KTV and it's you know but, but that was the image you were going for right exactly yeah yeah so I knew I couldn't replicate that because I'm not Wang. But what I tried to do was, so how do I get, you know, a very veiled kind of situation, like dark secrecy. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of like, um, um, like the music is not vintage, but I try to add like a very vintage finish to the sound and all that, because that's like the place the movie holds for me. It's an old movie, you know? So, even though the music, some of it is more experimental than anything I've ever done. Like I've got like, I've got like me singing over some like hard, like almost like Berlin kind of industrial shit, but singing R&B over that shit. But then adding like Malay percussions with a, my guy Choppy, shout out Choppy, yeah. Jamaican dude yeah. on it also as a yeah. feature. Like it's, it's really, it's probably the most experimental shit I've done. Like it doesn't sound like my, my usual shit, but like, I think I got it to a place where I'm like, this is the vibe, you know? It might not be technically, like, perfect. Yep. I know it's not. But this is the the feeling, you know? So, and in that way, which is also why, like, I, you know, I joke around and say, like, oh, yeah, I'm the one kawa at R&B. And but, but it's because, like, I always try to remind myself not to overthink all these other things so much and focus more on the feeling, you know? Obviously, as a perfection, like, as a, especially, like, as a visual creative who's, like, a, you know, I always want to get, like, the small details right. So, yeah, but yeah. I'm, like, I'm learning like, still, yeah. you know. So, you know, maybe I'll get it around the next record. But like I always try and at least get like the feeling but like lockdown. So going back to the initial style of this conversation, you introduce yourself as uh an art director in an ad agency and a musician. So to me, these two uh mediums of creativity it's, it's quite different. I'm curious to know when you conceptualize uh, a visual and when you conceptualize a music piece, um, do you go through the same process or is it two different minds that you have to switch back and forth? No, it's not different at all. Like it's different on paper because it's two different occupations. Yep. But for me, it's the same brain and same person, same experiences, same ideals, same ideas that come out with both sides. So for me, it's not. It's like the same thing as, you know, like me thinking of, oh, what's the idea for this shit for like a film or like a script? It's very similar to me thinking like, oh, what's the co- idea, the concept of this project? So, so I, I actually don't think it's different. At all. Obviously, once it gets down to that, the execution, then yep. that's a different, you know, like 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 skill set and whatever. But but I think the like brain trust, like you know, the the stuff that like comes up with like the the more like overarching kind of things is is me, you yep. know. So, yeah, I'm curious to know in closing, um. No, but only because I don't know shit about philosophy, <laughs> you know? Like, okay. I don't know shit about fuck, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't pretend to, uh, you okay. know? Okay. So, so, maybe, you know, without knowing, I, you know, live my life in a certain way, but I don't, I don't read enough about that shit to, to know, so I don't want to pretend to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, my guess- philosophy is I don't know shit about fuck. That's, that's my philosophy. You can put it on your tombstone. I think, I think it's a very, very, very good silence. <laughs> I think, I think it's a bridge for the question. I'm, I'm curious to know if, is there an unpopular opinion or is that 
Motherfucker trying to get me cancelled here on this. <laughs> I can try. Yeah, is that an unpopular opinion that you hold? Yeah. That conventionally might be uh against the grain. Ooh, it's hard because I don't know. Because I don't know why it's considered like, you know, like I'm not trying to hide anything. Like if the convo ever steers that way and I bring out something, you might be like, oh, but now asking me to think of something that I believe in that is against is it's hard for me to like pluck something out of my brain that I feel because because obviously nothing in my brain is controversial to me like <laughs> you know of course so, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, so it's hard for me to pluck something out that uh, okay let okay let me rephrase the question is there something that you've heard from people that is conventionally true to a certain degree that you disagree with Oof, coming up empty right now. I feel like they might have been, but I'm... Oh, yeah, pending. Um, yeah, <laughs> pending, pending. I'll come back and get cancelled the next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess in closing, I just want to wrap up the the conversation with this. Um, I'm curious to know how your idea of success has changed from an army to now. How, how has that idea changed throughout? Success, uh. I think it's become more selfish mm. in the sense that but not not for the worst or so I, I don't mean selfish as in like you know fucking over people or whatever but I mean like as in the idea of success is just more tied to like my own fulfillment and, and happiness and peace now like, as opposed to like like things that previously might have seemed more like you know like like an outward flex as opposed to really doing this shit for me. You know, yeah. like, like I said, like I said just now, you know, like the award or whatever, but it's not just that, you know, like, like, you know, now, you know, now to me, I, I, I feel that I have success in music, whether it's 2 million listeners or like 2 listeners, because, because I'm doing what I want to do in the city that I want to do it in. And, and I'm fortunate enough to not have to like rely on it for for like life you know yeah. like, like, so to me that is success yeah you know whereas back then maybe I'm like nah fuck I need all the playlists I need all the you know like I need all the like clout or whatever yeah, to, yeah. To, you know I mean I, was, I never really was but I guess it's even less now you know? it's not the focus yeah like back then it was never the focus but it was always you know just something to think about like I said but then I was also new to it that's why it wasn't the focus but now it's not the focus because I don't want it to be so I think that's the difference. Hmm. Fuck, I have one more question. Um, Yo, go ahead, man. I, um, we lit. Do you have an opinion on how creativity is valued today? Hmm. What, do you, what, 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 what exactly are you referring to when you talk about like value though? On the very very base level, it could be an appreciation. One one level on top of that, it could be commercial. Mm. I guess the third level up from that, it could be just on a philosophical level. But I'm just curious to know from your perspective, having worked in the advertising industry, having been in the music industry, two very different yet somewhat similar industries in the realm of creativity. I'm very curious to know your opinion. Like, 
I mean, I'll say this, uh, whatever the fuck that you do, right, whether it's fucking like design or art or like music or whatever the fuck, right, like you as the maker, right, like hold on to and don't lose your creativity because the motherfuckers who are hiring you for it or or maybe not the direct motherfuckers who are hiring you for it, but the corporations or whatever who are hiring the motherfuckers to hire you for it, do not cherish that shit at all. You're just a machine to them. You know what I mean? To churn shit out like that. Like, like, even though I say what I say about talent and all that kind of thing, I, I do think like creativity, regardless of the medium, is still some form of magic. But maybe it's not as big of a magic, but it's still, it's not like, you know, it's not like punching numbers every fucking day. Like, we're still coming up, coming up shit that doesn't shit exist. Like, from, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so regardless of how good you are, that is still, you know, but the 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 CEOs and the whatever who even though they employ like that shit is just numbers to them and like mm. whether you they hit quotas or whatever you know like do whatever it takes to like protect your your protect your creativity because that shit will burn out if you don't take care of it you know what I mean like and 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 you and don't count on the motherfuckers above you to to help you take care of it you know like that's yep. that's on you because. Yep. To them, it's just results. And and again, nothing wrong with that because they are not creatives. Yep. They are business men or women. So that is their job. You know? So it's fucked up lah. Which is why, obviously, ideally, if you can not work for someone, you should. But yeah. again, it's very hard, you know? I haven't even found an answer to that. But like, even to acknowledge that, the fact that going to, let's say, let's say for a creative who studied visual comms, uh, even acknowledging the fact that going to an ad Agency. Yo, it's I'm not just saying, yo, bro, good point for me, good, good time for me to bring this up. That's why I have nothing but utmost respect for Dion because I remember the exact fucking moment in the TP canteen with Dion <laughs> after I think I was creative head of like the orientation camp or whatever and come out and like we were talking about some other shit and I remember Dion saying even back then that, you know, when I graduate, I don't know what I'm going to do but I know I don't want to work for, uh, you know, I think he said like a corporation. I can't remember, like, but he don't want to, like, you know, work for like a, a company. Uh. Then he said like, you know, I hope, like my aim is to be able to like, do what I want to do. And like, maybe if I'm, even if I'm not like extremely successful, but I can like survive doing what I want to do. And look, you guys are doing like, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm not like you are not like you know Dion is not like my closest friend or whatever but like you know we keep in contact and like I see what you guys are doing and, see, and like I that is you know it's all love and respect because you, he, he's done the shit that he told me at 18 years old he hoped that when he graduate and enter adult whoever he will be able to do and he's doing it yeah. magic <laughs> you know what I mean like that's you know I'm jealous of that in a way because I don't even have that yet I still have a boss I still have a, you know what I mean mm. like that's you know that's that's beautiful uh, but not everyone gets that fairy tale you know ending uh. I mean it hasn't ended yet they're still writing yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 you know like yeah sorry I, I don't know if I answer I just cut in with God I just remember that moment actually it just came back to me it's interesting you remember that moment um but okay so every time I see TY shit pop out on my feet I remember that moment that is interesting <laughs> Dion has never told me of that moment before he has told me he might not even remember that you know what I mean because to him, it might be like, and I never really remember that until I saw the TIC shit and I'm, and it clicked and I'm like, wait, this is exactly what the fuck he, let's ask him later. If you're meaning yeah, yeah, let's yeah, ask yeah. him if you remember this moment. 
But I remember it because I'm like, wow, this is a motherfucker who said some shit even Back before up, he yeah. knew he could do it. <laughs> yeah. And he was able to do it. What more can you want? <laughs> what more can you want? <laughs> right. Indeed so, yeah. Like, what more can you want? For the unassumed, Dion is the founder of a local studio called Turtle Children, TYC Studios. And I believe that that is a fantastic way to wrap up this conversation. So, um, could you please, uh, this is this is your time to plug whatever you want to plug, whoever you want to plug, please. Where can people find uh, your music? What can people do to hear you? Yeah. Uh, do you have a TikTok? No, and I'll never have one. <laughs> okay. but, uh, you know, all my shit is just S-L-O-D-O-W-N, Spotify. You know, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. I don't really post, but you know, Spotify, Apple Music. But more importantly, if I have like a couple of fucking free minutes on the mic, I just want to say like, you know, free Palestine. That shit is not a conflict. It's genocide. Like, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers are like massacring Muslims straight up. Like, I'm not sure what this can do because it's not like, you know, donations and all that help, but but I just want to, you know, I feel that if I don't say something about it, like, when I want, you know, so like, I just want to put that out there. Props. You know, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, none of that woke shit, just saying it is just real shit because, because real motherfuckers are dying behind, you know, all the woke shit that you see on Instagram. Like, real motherfuckers are like losing their kids and their wives and their husbands and all that because of this shit. So, just keep that in mind, even if you're in a bubble as safe as Singapore. That's all I want to say. All right. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for your time. Thanks, bro. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.